This is a Hot Pie Media original. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. Help. Better help. Now, is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, everybody who listens to Stop Self-Sabotage has something that they want for themselves that they are not getting because they feel that they're frustrated or they wouldn't be listening. They want more. And personally, when I first became a therapist, I went into therapy because I was so hurt in an emotional relationship. And I wanted to repair that. And BetterHelp is a place that you can do just that for yourself. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists as needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. One of them is Anthony wrote, Karen is great. She's attentive, gives great advice, and really makes you think about your issues so you can resolve them in a fashion where you are comfortable. Visit betterhelp.com slash SSS. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, they are now recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. We have a special offer for you. For Stop Self-Sabotage listeners, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash SSS. As a therapist myself, I can't recommend them more sincerely. Go online, talk to them. They will be very attentive to your needs and they will get you the help you want. What are your values? It's a big question. And it's a question that really helps us with our purpose and our vision for our businesses. Values can be described as your personal principles. They represent your priorities and that which is the most important to you. You gain your governing values over the years. In fact, most were ingrained as we grew up. By these standards, hopefully, are which we live by. We learn them from our parents, from our culture, from our church. And in there lies the challenge, since it can be difficult for some to live by them. Experts say, however, that when we do not live in concert with our values, we experience psychological pain. Therefore, to identify values, clarify them, and commit to living in alignment with them, we open the door to inner peace and personal effectiveness. 
When values are clear, decisions become easier. A key issue to consider when uncovering your values is that they are very personal. This is not about what you should value, rather what you truly value. Individualism is notwithstanding. It's safe to say that the human condition is a shared one, and motivational theories suggest that most of us believe relationships, love, and personal growth bring us happiness. Furthermore, it can be said that if our values do not support a long-term healthy existence in body and spirit, then how can we possibly find inner peace? So values are your guideposts. They're your beacons, if you will, to making the decisions about where you put your time and where you put your energy. And I want you to take a minute now and try to list some of your most important values. Let me give you some examples. Just I'm going to read a couple um, choices that you can have, and then you can make up your own. You can have a value of achievement. You can have a value of choice or of community, of compassion, of creativity, of enlightenment, of ethics, of faith, of financial security, forgiveness, freedom, generosity, gratitude, happiness, harmony, health, family, love, leadership, relationships, religion, responsibility, self-esteem, spirituality, success, travel, pleasure, power, volunteer work, work, wisdom. All of those are examples of values. What I want you to do right now is to take a minute and write down your top 10 values. And then we're going to come back in just a second and align those with your top 10 goals. So what I want you to do is to think, what do I value? And does it fit my business goals and my personal goals? Take a second and you can figure some of that out. In a minute, we're going to be hearing from Peter Thomas, who is an expert at integrating your values with your purpose and with your life. And he's going to be talking about his material called Life Pilot, which I strongly recommend that you get involved with. But in his course that I have taken, uh, actually twice, and have great results from, I found uh, one of the sections I particularly liked. He has what he calls four pillars. They're called focus, visualization, inspiration, and reflection. And on focus, he said to write down some of the things that you love to do, just love to do. I mean, for me, one of the top ones was play ping pong. Well, I don't know that that falls into any grand values, but it's just fun. I guess it's a value is fun. But to write down top 10 things you love to do, And then to see if you're doing those on a daily basis or if they are integrated with your values or if your values don't let you do the things that you really love to do. Because the most healthy personality has values, goals, and and loving what they do all integrated in one package. And then you are really in the flow. You are really doing what you need to do to maximize your focus and energy. The other thing he said to do that I loved was, if money wasn't an object, what would you do? And I loved filling that out. If money wasn't an object, what would you do? If you had all the money that you ever needed, what would you do? Would you do your job? Would you live in France? Would you take off and do a road trip with your uh, with your honey around the country? So answer that for yourself. If money wasn't an object, what would I do? And then I want to share with you from the inspiration section a wonderful thought 
that can bring us all back to what's important. It's from Irma Bombeck. It's called If I Had My Life to Live Over. She wrote this when she found out she was dying from cancer. If I had my life to live over, I would have gone to bed when I was sick instead of pretending the earth would go into a holding pattern if I weren't there for a day. I would have burned the pink candle sculpted like a rose before it melted in storage. I would have talked less and listened more. I would have invited friends over to dinner, even if the carpet was stained or the sofa faded. I would have eaten the popcorn in the good living room and worried much less about the dirt when someone wanted to light a fire in the fireplace. I would have taken the time to listen to my grandfather ramble about his youth. I would have shared more of the responsibility carried by my husband. I would never have insisted the car windows be rolled up on a summer day because my hair would have been teased and sprayed. I would have sat on the lawn with my children and not worried about grass stains. I would have cried and laughed less while watching television and more while watching life. I would never have bought anything just because it was practical, wouldn't show soil, or was guaranteed to last a lifetime. Instead of wishing away nine months of pregnancy, I'd have cherished every moment and realized that the wonderment growing inside me was the only chance in life to assist God in a miracle. When my kids kissed me impetuously, I would never have said, later, now go get washed up for dinner. There would have been more I love yous, more I'm sorry's. But mostly, given another shot at life, I would seize every minute, look at it, and really see it, live it, and never give it back. Stop sweating the small stuff. Don't worry about who doesn't like you, or who has more, or who's doing what. Instead, Let's cherish the relationships we have with those who do love us. Let's think about what God has blessed us with and what we are doing each day to promote ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, as well as spiritually. Life is too short to let it pass you by. We only have one shot at this, and then it's gone. I hope you have a blessed day. And now, here's Peter Thomas. Peter, hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Great. Now, you and I have a 25-plus year history. <laughs> we met each other a long time ago when I truly tripped and fell on you. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. In the, in, well, I think it was in a National Speakers Association meeting in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> it was indeed. It did, was you, indeed. did you see what the impression you made on me, Pat? <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, I have a lot of ways of making new friends, and that That's right. <laughs> that was a unique one. Since that time, we've been friends, and at that time, you were involved in uh, a new project for you, which was Century Twenty One of Canada. Tell yeah, us, right. tell us a little bit about that. Let me see. How did I tell a little about Century Twenty One? I, I years years ago, I was eighty, but no, but it was about nineteen seventy four. Actually, a lot happened to me that year. But nineteen seventy four, I. I um, found out through, uh, I belong to an organization called World Presidents, or actually Young Presidents Organization then, mm-hmm. about the Century 21 concept. And it just sounded so so great. I was at a convention in um, in Hawaii, and I jumped on an airplane, and um, immediately, actually halfway through the conference, I even left my wife there, and raced over <laughs> to Los Angeles, and met the, the key the key players in Century 21, a gentleman by the name of Art Bartlett, who lived in uh, in uh, Orange County, mm-hmm. and heard about the project. And uh, the bottom line was, three months later, wound up negotiating the rights for Century 21. 
Wow. We've got a little lesson in there, Pat, about jumping on things when you sort of feel they're that they feel right. Yes. Is that uh, I didn't know it, but they were negotiating with another party about buying the rights for Canada at that right then. And literally, if I wouldn't have sort of, I don't know, felt the bug and, and, and leaped on it immediately, right. uh, I would have lost it. Right. And that was uh, the pivotal decision of your career. I mean, you took it from nothing to how many employees and franchise uh, owners did you have? Yeah. Well, up at that point, it was, it was the biggest thing in, in my life up at that point. And, uh, well, gosh, when we were, yeah, when I, so I sold out about 20, you know, 20, almost 20 years later, but we had 450 franchisees. We had nine thousand salespeople and we were doing over nine billion dollars a year in, in, uh, in real estate sales so it was, a, it was wow. a, a magic company and i had a great team of people you know it was it was just a real everything everything was perfect yes it all worked and and you brought your values to that company and you you learned your values now we're going to be talking about values today and mm-hmm. since then you have um you've done many other things but i know that um, this values in the life pilot which we're going to be talking about uh, comes from the todd thomas foundation so tell us Correct. a little bit about that well um um in in 2000 pat i lost my son he was uh, he, he Todd committed suicide i know and uh, mm-hmm. in 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 february of 2000 and he was uh, 34 years old and he was just a just a great great kid but he always suffered from a bit of bipolar mm-hmm. and he had a sleep disorder right and uh, you know i i wouldn't say that it was like totally unexpected but something like that never is expected no no and uh, we lost Shocking. Todd and uh, I, I sort of uh, chose at that point. I guess I had to buck up and suck up and uh, handle it for everybody because it was just the most devastating thing that happened in our lives. And I wanted to figure out how I could honor and celebrate Todd's life. And exactly. so you know, I was a kind of a CEO and a you know a, kind of a what do they call him a a ADD type of guy. <laughs> a type, you know me. A type. You bang, got bang, A's run, run. everywhere. Yeah. 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 So what could I do? And so um, what I felt is I could I could help people. And um, if I could um, sort of use my, I guess, my executive skills, my CEO skills I'd learned over the years, uh, I, what I did is I, I actually attended a, I attended a conference uh, of NAMI, the National Association of Mental Illness, actually. And mm-hmm. I was sitting there, and there was a board meeting of about 30-some people. And there were some really, really great people on that board. And um, it was sort of comprised of a lot of people who really wanted to do good, like, you know, people like just, like, like let's say, housewives and you know, engineers and lawyers, and but there really was a, a, a real not enough, not very many businessmen represented right. at the table. Mm-hmm. And I thought, boy, in the charity side of business, if a guy could take who had good, you know, had, had proven business skills and could get involved in the charity side, wouldn't that be fantastic? Because you could really take, you know, the goal setting and all this type of thing into a charity side, right? And uh, you know, where you raise money and, and give money away to the various people who need it, right? So that kind of got me going on this mission. That was that was the very that was the beginning of the mission right. of, uh, of of doing what I'm doing, which is Life Pilot. And Correct. I, I have been twice, and it is a fabulous seminar. It will help you clarify your values, which, as you say, well, you say it better than I do. Tell me yeah. what I would get my people who are listening if they were going to be at a Life Pilot seminar for their yeah. values. Uh, yeah, it, it, probably it's a workshop, Pat. It's a, it's a four-hour workshop that we teach. And, you know, probably the best to go back, you, you got me back in the beginning right now, so maybe the best to go back in the beginning, 1974, when I was about uh, 30, 35, 35, I don't know, 35, 36 years old. 
And I was a, a young business guy struggling, you know, to, to, to make it work. And I found I had to put in uh, a lot of days. Right. And uh, there's no question that my family suffered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had to put a lot of time into my work. And I'm plunging away there, just dri- just just driving it, you know, and uh, and uh, sort of winning a few and losing a few. I think I was in those days I was probably losing a few more than I was winning. But keeping, you know, just like every young entrepreneur getting started. Right. And I, I had uh, gotten going good enough that I was asked to join this organization. It was called YPO, Young Entrepreneur, Young Presidents Organization, back in Calgary, Alberta. Well, I got in there, and uh, you know, I barely found time to join. In fact, it's a miracle that I joined. I don't know. I think somebody talked me into it because I didn't have time for that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> uh, you know to, to improve myself, I was too busy trying to bang my head against the wall. <laughs> so don't interrupt me, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, I, I took the time, and for some reason, I went. Well, I joined. I got into it, and everybody said, "Well, you got to go to a conference. You got to go to a conference." So I, com- I committed to go to this conference down in uh, in Hawaii. And that's where I had my epiphany. I, I went to this conference. And there was, a, you know, you have to have a certain level of of uh, business to be to get into the organization. And you know, I struggled to get in. I think if I had a, another nickel more, I wouldn't have made it. You know, I, <laughs> I, I had everything on the line to make. I think I had fifty employees and a whole bunch of money. Uh, you know, the, the high level of sales and what have you. And I just, by the skin of my teeth, got in. Well, this guy was giving a workshop. His name was Red Scott. And uh, the tale of Red Scott was that he had seventeen companies that qualified for uh, YPO. Wow. And I said, that's what I said, like, wow. And whatever this guy's got to tell me, I want to learn. Yes. So he was on the, on the, on the, on the agenda uh, for, uh, for a meeting. So I, man, I'm, I'm there. I'm standing there in a, there's a big classroom and actually room for about 50 people and 15 people showed up. Only 15 showed up. Oh my goodness. So, you know, we sat there and, and Red looked at us and it was a beautiful day in Hawaii and we were in this conference room and the window outside you could see the beach. He said, you know, he said, let's grab our pencils and papers and let's go to the beach. Well, that was different. <laughs> you know, here we were in the middle of the classroom, so yeah. we walked down the beach. And he sat there. That was like uh, almost like 40 years ago, Pat. And he sat there, and at that point in time, he, he said, take your piece of paper, and I want you to write down what your values are. Ah. And he didn't give as much coaching, really. He just said, write down what your values are. And I found that I wrote down 13 things that I thought were my values. You know, health, family, you know, relationships, uh, you know, honest, on and on, you know. Yeah. And I had 13 on my list. And then he said, now what I want you to know, Pedro, is I want you to write down everything that you're doing. Like, every, start back with last night, what'd you do? And go back night before. So I wrote down all these things that I was doing, you know, meetings and people I was talking to, everything I was doing. And then he said, now, and this only took us about maybe at the very beginning, it took us about, probably about, um, you know, the whole thing about an hour. So anyway, I, I wrote that down. He said, now what I want you to do is I want you to take everything you're doing and match it against a value, align it with a value. Mm-hmm. That was my epiphany, Pat. It was like a nightmare. I found that <laughs> half the things I was doing had nothing to do with my values. Ah, you know, my ah. values are family. I'm spending like maybe two minutes a day with them. Yeah. You know, relationships, friends, community. But I'm spending no time. What I was, work. Work. Right? Like, you know, yeah. security. I was, I was like work maniac. And everything I was doing like, was in that, in that order. So that was like a, like a major epiphany. I mean, I recognized I was really a messed up, a messed up character uh, in accordance with my values. And really, that point in time changed my life. I mm. literally went back home, Pat. I, in three months, I had um, left what I was doing. I moved to Victoria, British Columbia. Uh, I re- just reset up my whole life. I reset my whole life up. And, and interestingly enough, my business exploded at that you know, a few months later. Isn't like, that interesting how that, how when you get yourself in, yeah. in balance and in, yeah. in your integrity, it, it always comes back in your business? Oh, totally. It's fascinating. Absolutely. It's fascinating. 
Oh yeah. Well, then what happened? You know, I got my thighs all set up, and then of course, I, I, you know, it's like the it's like when you quit drinking or quit smoking. Uh, you got to tell everybody else about how how, how great you're doing. You know? <laughs> and, and so what I found myself doing was becoming a bit of a student of what other people were doing with their lives. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so, in fact, I became a resource at YPO and running around teaching all over the world. Right. Some of the ideas that I was developing from talking to other people. Right. Exactly. And so. All this was building, and I, I think you probably remember my, my book. I think we called it my dream book. Yes. That, that big binder that I used to have. I love that book. Yeah, the old book, you know. And, well, it, it started off with those two pages, Pat. With those, the values and the activities. Yeah, exactly, those initial two pages. Wow. And so, uh, and so it developed into being, and then when, you know, and it sort of went along, and I sort of, you know, lived it, taught it, and I put my goals down and stuff like that. And then when I lost Todd, I had a, I had, um, a, a, I was on a committee and I, and I, and I wanted to resign from this committee because I just didn't, you know, you just don't want to do anything actually for a while. You just, That's you're right. messed That's up. That's right. Yeah. I was, had a lot of friends who were helping me and, you know, coming along and, uh, with me and sort of helping me through it. And this one fellow, he was the, happened to be the chairman of the World President's Organization, uh, Paul Robshaw. Mm-hmm. And Paul said, you know, Peter, he, he was actually at a meeting with me and he saw my book mm-hmm. and he, he, he went through it. Mm-hmm. He asked if he goes through it. He went through it. And then he said, Peter, could I have a copy of this? And I said, Paul, it's my private book. You know, I don't give <laughs> yeah. copies to everybody. Yeah, I put my right. stuff in it. Right. And so anyway, Paul, um, I, for some reason, I felt comfortable doing it. I had over the years let certain people have, you know, my books that I could so use, it, use it as an example to structure their own lives. Right. And uh, Paul took it back with him. And then he phoned me a little bit later. And he said, Peter, could you come and teach this to my group of uh, business guys that we have in um, Austin, Texas? Right. Yes. So I so I don't, don't teach. I've never taught this before. Anyway, I said, okay. And so I went, seemed to take it some direction. I went down there and taught it. And that was really the beginning of the formal life pilot program, Pat. Yes. That, that, yes. that developed, and that was in, that was in the year, uh, about 2001. And all the proceeds from this program that you teach and right. the books and the CDs and everything go to the Todd Thomas Foundation. Absolutely. Everything that we, any profits or anything that we generate is all going to be going into charities. Yeah. Everything's going to be charities, yeah. That's and right. so the money goes in to help other people so that they don't have to suffer from mental illness or sleep disorders or whatever. Yeah, and, and then and we actually broadened, have even broadened our scope now that we give money, like, you know, like Kids Helpline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. help build a hospital wing for mental health, actually, uh, and uh, that's a real great program. So it's uh, but not necessarily relegated just to health. It's really trying to make better lives for young, you know, most of the time it's for, I, I don't even want to say young people, for people. Yes, yes. You know, I, I want to expand it, and as we grow, it, kind of my my, um, my mentor in this area is, is Paul Newman's company. It's called Newman's Own. Yes. I yes. know you've heard about that. Oh, company. of course. $250 million to charity. Exactly. From my his... goal is $100 million before I die. Oh. That's my goal. Fabulous. Now, I want you to talk about values, okay? okay. Because, you know, there's so much out there about that, and, and um, uh, but it's not as clear as you make it. Sometimes values to me seems a little bit too broad, you know, and you really, with your training and your book, Life Manual, you go through section by section of how to really clarify your values. And and like you said, if you don't clarify them, you're flying without a rudder, right? I mean, you don't know where you're going. Yeah. Well, Pat, you know, a lot of people looked at the program that we have, a lot of experts, PhDs and everything else, and a lot of contributed. What is said mostly about the program is that it's key to its strength is its simplicity to execute. Right. That's the key to the program. It's, you know, I learned a saying one time, a long time ago, I think you know it, 
keep it simple, stupid. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I know, I know for me to, to get anything out of anything, it better be pretty darn simple. And a few pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and some slides, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah you know, cause I, I can kind of relate. And if I can get a odd video in there, that's good too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause it, you gotta, you gotta assimilate this, this, this learning. So on the concept of keeping it simple, what, what I did over the years, for the last, past 40 years, is I had a chance to, so I said, what is success? Like, who, 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 what do I rate as success? And, and, you know, having a billion dollars doesn't, doesn't really, to me, make, it's, it's kind of neat, it's kind of good, but it's not everything but success. I like, I see success as a person leading a fully round and balanced life. Mm-hmm. And by balance, I'm talking, they're not, they're not, they don't go overboard on their health, they don't go overboard on their, on their work, they don't go overboard on their church, they don't go overboard on, on anything. Mm-hmm. They're moderately looking at everything. Because mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you get too far any one, you know, any one way, that's when you get the guy at the gym who looks like a gorilla. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get the radicals. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So I, for personally, for my, my, that's my, my personal philosophy. Mm-hmm. Balance. So I started listening to successful people who seem to just really epitomize what I would feel was successful. And they seem to be the same way, Pat. They were pretty balanced people. Not they don't get excited and get on tangents and stuff like that. Oh, sure. Of course, we all do. Yeah. But we come, uh, it's almost like a, like, like you jump on a scale and it goes boom, 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 and it comes back to <laughs> sometimes where you don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> but, it but it comes back to that place. Right. Well, that place is balance in, in a person's life. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I talked to these people that I felt that were successful. They were all people that were, you know, uh, most of them were corporate, corporate type of people. But then I got into, into just, into people who lived, you know, ordinary lives, like just great lives, housewives, Friends, relatives, brothers, sisters, you know, family, all the kind of people to see what, and everybody I felt added a bit to this book. And what I found is that there were commonalities in the people that were successful. So we kind of took all those commonalities and sorted them out. And that is how we set the workshop up. So we begin the workshop where people have to sit down and think about their values. Now, staying with simplicity, like what are values, you know? Like what, what are values? A lot of people ask, you know, and values are really fairly, fairly simple to, to be. Like I can say some, some values are, you know, uh, ha- happiness, freedom, um, uh, spirituality, relationships, and things like that. But they're, they're um, I, I was trying to think of those, I'm just trying to think in my mind what there, there's an actual, um, and that there was an actual uh, description I had of of, of, of value because it says that if your values are clear, then your decisions get very easy. You know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you have if you identify your values all the time, then you can live in pretty well harmony mm-hmm. and balance mm-hmm. with yourself. But when you violate your values, that's what causes the stress. And for like as example of the person who works late at night, you know, and uh, is not home, and uh, they're wondering why they're stressing. Right. Well, they feel like they should be doing something else. But they are, in fact, not, not really aligning themselves with what they feel is so important. Right. And so they're saying one thing and living another. And they're, so it's yeah. a lack of integrity between exactly. what you say and what you live. Yeah. And the more we can integrate those and bring those together, the, the easier our life, and everyone's looking for a more balanced life, Absolutely. and the more successful. See, that's the thing. I think people live with mixed values because they think they have to. I mean, don't you, Peter? Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. They, uh, go ahead. They think they can't have both, right. success at work and success at home, that they have to choose. Oh, yeah. Whereas, so, it's not well, you true. Know, in thinking too, Pat, you know, what a value is, like primarily, you know, it's a basic conviction, really, about what's important to you. 
Yes. But that's what a value is. It, you know, it could be empathy, love, caring, giving, sharing, yes. you know, compassion. Yes. But values usually are, are, are stable, long-lasting beliefs, you know, that yeah. guide your preferences for outcomes or courses of action in a variety of situations. Right. And right. people, they, they arrange their values into usually hierarchies right. of, pre- of preferences, and we call it a value system. Exactly. And so exactly. a value system, Pat, is very, very personal. So we have a structure that allows you to understand what your values are. And it's not always the the um, obvious values. I mean, I think we all give uh, lip service to values, right. you know, and we say, okay, I value blah, 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 blah. But then you look at what you live, and oh, you're, not, you're not living that, so you're not really valuing it. Yeah, so, no, that's, that's correct. So what we do in the workshop, Pat, is we take the values, for example, and that becomes the overall a guide that we have. Everything goes back to those values. And I usually ask people to sort out, you know, for your listeners, you need to sort out about 13. Like I say, I say 15 values. I had 13 when I first started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, as you move along with the process, because with your life manual book that you get when you take our program, you get a book that you keep with you literally for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have an online course, an online program you can take after the program to keep you, after you take the workshop, which keeps you going. Right. Exactly. And you can download all the information and stuff like that from our website, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which I might, it's uh, lifepilot.org. Right. Lifepilot.org. And yeah, we're going to talk about the that. Website yep. and you can load down. You can learn all about us at the website, too. But so, now, you want to be, do you want me to walk through that little bit of the workshop? Yeah, uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Give us a little taste. A little part of it. Yeah. Well, so, so, we found that there were actually four main pillars to most of the commonalities of all the people that we talk to. They all seem to come back to these four things. And, and what what kept them online? Because, you know, the biggest problem is you say, well, Peter, it's all well and good, but, you know, I go, I get off here. I, I, I Sometimes I, I forget my, my, my diet. So, you know, I, I eat too much or I work too much or I play too much. Or, you know, you get off track, eh? So what keeps you on track with these four things that the successful people seem to be able to do, and the first thing that everyone does is they... The people who are successful, they learn how to focus. Mm-hmm. So we spend an, quite a bit of time, actually. What's one of our pillars? It's a four-hour workshop. We probably spend, uh, in that four hours, we probably spend half an hour, three quarters an hour, just on telling you and sharing with you what other people do to focus. Right. And how you can go through some drills yourself of learning to focus. Good. Okay. Good. Then the next thing that we do is we find that successful people have the power to visualize. Mm-hmm. You know, you always talk about the, the guy who walks by an empty lot and he sees the big building there where other people just see a dusty old lot with the, exactly. you know, a bunch exactly. of gra- dead grass in it. Yeah. So you've got to learn how to visualize. So we just take it from the people that have done it. And actually, we, we go right back to Socrates and some stuff. We found some amazing research of visualizers throughout the ages, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. who were able to visualize. And, uh, you know, you, you sort of learn how to set your target, set your goals, and visualize to, to, to see them see them uh, uh, come alive before you actually do them. You know, right. if you want to, for example, if you want to run a marathon, uh, do an exercise where you visualize yourself coming into a stadium with a crowd all up on their hands saying, here comes Bill, you know, <laughs> here comes Pat, you know, and you can visualize yourself doing right. that. That visualization right. will carry you through. So we teach those lessons. The next thing is, 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 is you know, people need to be constantly inspired. Mm-hmm. And we find that a lot of successful people seem to have that, they, they seem to be able to have tools that lead them to maintain constant inspiration. Like, like why are you happy in the morning, Pat? You know, mm-hmm. you have down days. You could have the most, I, I had someone on the phone this morning and they phoned me and they had the worst news they could possibly have mm-hmm. in a business sense. Not a health bad news, but business yeah. bad news. I said, oh, I said, how are you doing? And they said, oh, fantastic. Now let me tell you about this horrible thing that happened to me at work. 
Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so how do they keep that way? Well, we, we have some tools of how the successful people keep inspired. Keep inspired. You know? Right. And so we share those. And that's another half hour to three quarters an hour. Then we have, um, we talk about the last thing, and it's very interesting, is, you know, sometimes you, you, we, we always bite off more than we can chew. Right. So we find that, that the, 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 the people who are successful do the same thing as people who maybe are not so successful. And so they wind up, for some reason, not completing the goal that they set. Mm-hmm. So we said, well, how, how can we do that? So the last part of the workshop, we, we call it reflection. Mm-hmm. And we tell people, and we show people, through, again, through some, through some tools, of how they can reflect back at their successes. Because everybody, everybody, I've not met one person yet who has not had some good successes. Right. They gave birth. They right. graduated from high school. You know, right. They're all the way through. They won a baseball game. I don't care. I don't care the size of the success because those are the things that I use myself. Right. You know, right. and I, I today still remember the day that I sold a little. We used to call them a family out savings plan. I used to sell mutual funds, you know. Uh-huh. And I remember vividly selling this <laughs> this six dollar a month plan. And I, I almost got a speeding ticket. I was so excited leaving the house, you know. Actually, I sold two. It was the first I ever sold two plans together. That was twelve dollars a month. Oh my gosh! And this kid was the happiest little camper in the whole world. Hey, I hey. look back to that when I'm doing multi million dollar deals. And I get some hooks in them. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Because it's those early successes and those early hits that still live in us. Absolutely. Yeah. And we can, we can go back there. Oh, absolutely. And you know, and like I know when I established my small business, you know, when I got going, I said my my business literally, literally took off. Yes. When I started becoming, you know, more rounded. Because you know, I started off, you know, you know, I started off with, with, with with less than nothing, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's amazing how by just sort of living your life, in alignment with your values, can just keep you so so motivated and on track. Well, and the other thing, people will probably, sometimes people hear people who's as, as successful as you are. I mean, a multimillionaire, self-made man, started with nothing. You came over from Britain to Canada, um, you know, immigrated with your mother, yep. and, and you know, started started to build a life, and you've been vastly successful. But what, oh, yeah. But what they don't know, Peter, that I know, is that you've also lost millions and millions of dollars. Oh, sure. And have come back. Yeah. That I think is even more uh, of a statement of of values. You know, I mean, well, you know, it's one thing I just get thought about. You know, Pat, for all the small business people that you might have listening, you know, is once you have a plan, it's amazing how you attract people to your plan. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like I always said, there's this saying: if you don't have a plan, you become part of somebody else's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and and so when you have a plan. You then attract people. So when you have your life set up and you, you know where you're going and your slots are, it's amazing. And I found that that's what sort of happened to me is, is when I started really getting on track, I re, recruiting people didn't, wasn't, wasn't a problem anymore right. because people were attracted, you know, to that winning, that attitude, that, that, you know, that you, they wanted to become part of the team that, that really has values and that, you know, <laughs> Does all that kind of stuff. Right. In fact, we're we're now drilling down into into life pilot for the corporate side. I'm I'm so excited about it, Pat, because I just had a bit of an epiphany here, you know, and and, and a little while ago, and it seems to me like we we teach this, and you're not really the corporate people. We teach it to we teach people this. Right. But just imagine if you could start teaching corporations to come up front and say what their values are and put those values in front of their web page. Oh, that would be great. So you'd have that. Now, mm-hmm. when an employee comes in, they know what their values are. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. just take a look and say, "Wow, here's a fit made in heaven." 
Yes. Yeah. Here's, here's my here's people coming to work with a company. So all the small businesses, I suggest you go out there and then like like my values have to be health, happiness, and freedom. You know, uh, uh, I've boiled them down from thirteen down to three. But you might get your five core values of a corporation. All you small businesses are going to listen to this and get them out there and get them on front of your website. Exactly. Say, this is our values. This is what we value. This we is value what we stand health. For. We we value freedom. We value we value you know honesty. We value integrity. Exactly. And boy, it's it's amazing how you start to attract people. Well, that's it. And you're talking about the power of attraction. And in this and in the, these businesses that are listening, you know, um, yeah. the power of attraction is so much based on how you're feeling about yourself. Right. And if you're out of alignment, you're not attracting the right kind of folks. And so it starts with you. You know, yeah. it starts with you getting clear. Now, um, I want to say something here that I've never said before, and that is that I have lots of guests on these programs, but this is a program that I totally am underwriting. I want people to go to your website, lifepilot.org, and get Life Manual or get a CD or get whatever they can, they can be a part of to really help them get these values clear, because I think this is the foundation of success. Now, Peter, also tell us... You have been working with some of the top people, and I know you're—I know you—you don't like to brag, but I want my listeners to hear who you've been teaching, so that they know the kind of value they're going to get from this. You've been teaching top CEOs in the world this that are paying thousands. Yeah, we were in Hong Kong. Well, first of all, yeah, most of the people you know that we 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 taught the Young Entrepreneurs Organization, which is all of the all, all CEOs are. That are between like sort of 25 and I'd say 25 and 40. We then taught YPO. I'm, I'm going to Banff to teach a, a couple of 90, 45 couples in Banff. I'm going there tomorrow to teach them. And mm-hmm. there's this YPO, which is a young, which is a young presidents organization all over the world. You know, major CEOs of major corporations. Then we've done many workshops for the world presidents organization as well, which are the they're the old guys. I call them the old guys. Yeah. But they're the, you know, they're the very, us. very successful guys. And literally, I've had, I've had billionaires in the class who've come up to me after the class, you know, and, uh, just sort of said, wow, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, wow. I've been doing I never thought of I, this. I, I personally sit in amazement because I, I'm, I'm many times amazed myself at the power and right. the simplicity of what we're talking about. Exactly. I'm asking the people that I work with to really seriously take a look at being involved with your material because I think it is so right on and it's so helpful. And I also love that it's all going to charity. I love that yeah. we're honoring your son and that we're helping other people with uh, uh, with challenges in terms of uh, their own illnesses and their own mental uh, stability. Well, you, know, you, know, you know, Pat, I, I, I've got a first, too, I want to talk to you about. That anybody that hears this that feel that they've got, uh, that, uh, that they want to become involved as navigators, you know, uh, or, or to speak and sort of teach this program when they get learning how to do it, we are developing a whole coaching program to, to go out there and really literally teach the world. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever mentioned that. So, you know, this doesn't affect with anybody's careers or jobs they got going at all. No, it's it would a, be a they great. They learn to, yeah, they get good at their own values and they want to teach other people. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, in their own communities, they can become, you know, they can become coaches. Yes, that's right. And they and should, they should talk to you about that as well. So absolutely. Tell them how they can get a hold of you, Peter. What's <laughs> you my cell phone number? You no, mean? no, no, no. You don't want that. <laughs> I don't care about that either. <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, but they can, but easier is it's probably you jam me up if they do that. But they they can get a hold of us on our website. Uh, Peter and my my email is peter at lifepilot dot org. 
Right. Okay. And listen, if anybody's burning to call me, you can call me at 480 <laughs> Oh, you're giving out your cell phone. I love that. Oh, my gosh. I, I need to be available. Oh, that's amazing. But for whatever, you know, for whatever motivation, for your business, right. for your life, uh, to be get, to become a navigator, maybe to have another uh, another uh, activity on, on the side, please I've... look into this information. It's fabulous. It really is, Peter. Thank you. And I just am honored to be your friend, and I'm honored to be a supporter of uh, Life Pilot and what you're doing. And, you know, we all need to learn from successful people. And this information has been gathered from these uh, people who have all made successful businesses. Everyone in in uh, Young Presidents, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, have to has to have over... Uh, 50 employees and $5 million in, in assets. Is that, is that? Well, it's something it's, it's quite high, Pat. Yeah. It's, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's, it's very high. Yeah. So these people are, are fully competent, successful people. And if you want to up your success, you learn from successful people. That's who you apprentice yourself to, right? Oh, absolutely. You, absolutely. You hang out with what you want to become. Well, we also, you know, I, I, we're running out of time, Pat, but we yeah. also give a whole part about mentors. And I'm astounded when I sometimes ask my audiences, how many mentors do you have? Mm-hmm. And uh, they look at, at each other in a bit of bewilderment. Right. And, right. you know, and, and we we teach the fact that you should have five mentors, Pat. Yes. Every person should have five mentors. You know, you've attended my program. Right, right. But uh, you'd be astounded at how many people don't even have mentors. So that's another thing that we, we sort of drill down in part of the section as well. Right. Well, you know, and that's a good point. I'm not sure I have five mentors. You're yeah. certainly one of mine. But um, I don't know if I have four others. I need some more. So, yep. you know, I'm going to go out there and start looking around. Exactly. <laughs> Peter, always a delight. Thank you so much for giving your time. I know you're so busy, and uh, it's about values. All of life is, and get clear. Get clear about them, and life starts happening in the ways that you want it to, with success and business and recruiting and life and health and all of it. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.